0: So, tell me about the worst customer situation you've had. You're new in restaurant service. Mm. I know for a fact you get some Karens here. And there. <laughs> yeah. I know it. Tell me about your worst one. <sighs>
1: Let's let's get back to group therapy, man. Uh, when did you guys open the doors? We open on June seventeenth,
2: two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. Oh. When did you uh, When did you like break ground on construction?
1: We started construction in October of twenty-one.
2: Okay, so a little less than a year. That's
1: pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The building
0: was already there. Y'all just had to upfit the it, inside, right?
1: It was a cold dark shell. Yeah. yeah. Um concrete. <laughs> all concrete. All concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single piece of drywall. Um, it's, a, it's
2: a nice place. Perfect location. Oh it's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I think uh, of course y'all are probably similar in all the things that you wish you had known about the operation of your business after you've opened, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know, Camperdown Plaza in Greenville is Stunning! It's amazing. It's also tucked away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have Main Street visibility. We don't even have a Broad Street or Main Street address. We have yeah. a Fall Street address, mm-hmm. and I noticed that. Yeah. yeah, that that trips people up quite a bit, and they're like, "Where is it?" And all you gotta do is, "We're we'll, we're next to Ginny's Ice Cream." Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? I'm like, "Wait, what does Ginny's have over us?" Come on, <laughs> just the best ice cream in the world. Okay, cool. Um, Touche. Yeah. Um, so that usually helps. So land the landmark component has kind of yeah. helped um, that barrier, but, uh, we're also next to the AC hotels, which, which works. And if people don't know where that is or the peace center, if we're going to say, then you, yeah. you you really are fresh to Greenville. For um, sure. but yeah, Camperdown's great. We, you know, that, that was exciting for me, not having a construction background or operations background, learning the process from, from that cold dark shell and having have all the MEPs, not yeah. just, you know, the work done, but like architecturally like you've got to have that planned out so you know what's going to be done inside it and working through that process and bidding it out you know um, getting contractors and subcontractors and seeing it come to life was really a really cool experience Um, and I, I guess I missed this part out you know after Verizon I was working for a company building out trampoline parks all over the world so I was their director of sales and design. So I started kind of using my art degree with the design component. Now, it wasn't like an architectural design kind of uh, side of the business. It was like more or less uh, site planning and layout. Hey, we're going to put a trampoline dodgeball court here, and we're going to put your foam pit over there, um, and using their plans to kind of make best use of their space for the attraction equipment. Yeah. Um, but that really did help come, sure. uh, in, in, come in handy when we started to design and build out group therapy. absolutely so because um, I had a little bit of experience and and really with my kind of my art mind I can kind of take something that's 2d on paper and really know what that's gonna look like in 3d yeah um, so we did all the layouts and got all the people in place to do all the construction and um, and it was just really such a fun experience to see it come to life
2: it must have been a little difficult too not not having the background to do certain things like that and trying to do it from scratch it's pretty difficult
1: A little bit. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge is, okay, should it really take two and a half months to do the electrical? Like, yeah, (laughs) there was no frame of reference of like,
2: yeah. Or even cost. Yeah. yeah, Or cost. Like, is that a good price? (laughs) (laughs) You know, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Looks all right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, and so there was a balance there and luckily we had a great GC that, um, we had some experience with before that just was phenomenal. And, um, we didn't really have like a timeline, you know, people were like, well, "When do you need this by, I was like, just as soon as possible, you know, yeah. is that not a good enough answer for you? And, um, you know, so we just worked, worked through that. And I don't know if, if it's similar in y'all's business, but at least with ours, when you are ramping up towards a grand opening, when you're opening your doors for consumers, really the best time to open is, Really, as soon as you can, right? Yeah. There's, t- from a timing perspective, there's really no better time other than as fast as you can. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it was just a go, 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 go as hard as you can. Yeah, and, especially and if you got get holding costs and all that stuff. You're yeah, gonna,
2: you're putting out of pocket. and You just need to get open. Yeah, yeah. start making some revenue. That stuff. Yeah. What um what's some tough things that you've dealt with since you've actually opened? Well, yeah, the employees.
1: Employees. I mean, yeah. And,
2: and also, you mentioned cost of goods.
1: But Cost right. of goods, labor cost of goods
2: um I mean, it's not a good time to jump into a restaurant when price of goods are at all time high and labor's at an all time low it's like what do you what did you have to do to get through that yeah,
1: yeah, um from a labor perspective, we've actually had very little turnover other than what we haven't wanted to keep on ourselves huh? sure. that was probably the biggest problem is man i I am uh, very much a empathetic um really connector people person with a very terrible judge and character from <laughs> an initial conversation. Yeah. So, you know, there were some decisions that I made hiring decisions that didn't work out, you know, and um and maybe that's true elsewhere, but uh, have I had to work through those. You know, there there was several that took a long time to figure out. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right fit. No, yeah. Not not right fit. And there were some that were immediate. And I'd never had to fire anybody. And so learning how to do that was difficult. Otherwise, the staff that we've had, some of the OGs um, have been incredible. You know, um, I had heard the sentiment, it's much cheaper to keep an employee than it is to hire a new one and train them and all that. And I, I... fully understand and grasp what that really means now. Absolutely. Yeah. That consistency to our guest, I think is, is a great thing too, where they can see the bartender that they had last time that they really loved.
2: That that resonates a lot with a restaurant because some people just come to that restaurant for that one person, Mm -hmm. especially a bartender. Absolutely.
1: Um, Cost of goods. Yeah. I mean, we aren't a traditional kitchen where we have really big, giant walk-in freezers or fridges. Um, and our style of kitchen is different. We don't use any, uh, stovetops or grease traps or fryers. We use all convection, uh, oven equipment, which is coming, becoming a lot more popular. Um, but because of that, it's different. And when you're hiring line cooks who are used to, you know, grilling, um, things on a stovetop or fryers, um, them learning, even though it's easier to operate this, it's different. Um, and then, uh, not having the luxury of having as much space for storage as possible in a space like ours has been a challenge keeping things in inventory because you don't know what's going to be popular. You, yeah. you know, you don't know if the funnel fries are going to sell well and how much, how many cases you should get. And, and as we, you mentioned
2: we, before, you don't want to run out of something and give them that experience of, Hey, we don't have it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you also don't want to waste money on holding inventory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do we really need four cases of funnel fries? We think they'll be good, but yeah. we, we don't know how our consumers are going to react <laughs> to how tasty they Especially are. Especially
0: being new, too. Like you have no data to look back at. Yeah, you know? zero data. Uh, but once as you grow and get into multiple years, and I'm sure it'll probably be a, yeah. a lot
2: easier. Did you have to learn all those positions? Did you like take a moment to like go on the line, cook, feel like what that's like, so that way like you kind of have a better idea of the process, so that way you can kind of educate and, and build that.
1: Yeah, my, my kitchen manager tries to keep me away from it as much as possible, <laughs> yeah. which is probably <laughs> smart. I mean, listen, your job is your job for a reason, right? You know? Yeah, and I, th- I feel like I'm doing my job by hiring really talented people where I don't necessarily have to be in there. For what sure. I did do was, you know, I, I needed to learn the, and understand the process. So I've, I've been in there plenty of times and been um, in the bar industry. There's a, a back bar kind yeah. of position where your extra set of hands to refill ice bins and, um, uh, maybe juice, uh, lemons and limes. And, uh, so I, in the kitchen too, I've kind of filled that role and watched observed and, and because I want to have a full hundred percent understanding of how this business is run. Yeah. Um, but our guest and my kitchen manager do not want me actually yeah, making yeah. and preparing no, food. That's like, good if that they can,
0: can handle nice. it though. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> for sure, I'm a firm believer. Like everybody has their role and like yeah. you're best suited as right. you know, point man or lead man, not point man. Um, so knowing what you know about the restaurant industry now um, being brand new diving into business, what is, do you have any like regrets jumping in the restaurant business? Are you falling in love with it? Like where are you at? Like where do you stand as far as that point of view?
1: Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. When I, when I walk through our facility and I hear people laughing and giving high fives, yelling, screaming that they got a hole in one or a bullseye, a throwing it. It's what makes me want to get up in the morning um, just to be able to serve others in the community in the capacity that we, that we've been able to. Um, has been awesome. Um, the, f- and from the restaurant side, pro- providing a space where people can come and hang out and drink and cheer on Clemson and, uh, sing karaoke. Yeah. Man, you know, it's just, it's what I've enjoyed the most that I'm, I'm really grateful for on a da- daily basis. That's
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Sounds like you're, Right where you need to be. What's your plan for
0: group therapy? Are you planning uh, planning more locations? What's what's going on there?
1: Yeah, we are. I mean, um, we I'd I'd love to grow as fast as we can. You know, nationwide or yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, nice. in,
1: internationally too. I yeah. mean, there's no reason this concept doesn't work everywhere. Um, I am only one person, and yeah. money is limited for sure. So, um, but I'm um actually starting today stepping out of the GM role and becoming more of a CEO of our parent corporation to be able to focus on growth. And so, we've had a few uh, LOIs and locations under review and negotiation now that we're doing some site plans on, some feasibility studies, and that we're going to probably pursue pretty heavily in 2023. And so, yeah, yeah, my goal is to have at least a second one under construction this year, if not open. And then, and I think 2024 and beyond, I think that growth could be exponential. Absolutely. Because you'll have so many more people working in the business. You'll be able to maybe pick out and pluck out some of your a players.
0: Absolutely. And then you have proven models that you can you now, now you can start really using other people's money. Right. Right. Um, and that's the key. And, and you touched on money a little bit. So I want to back up to that. How, how, so when you, when you had the thought of group therapy, um, is it just something, is it money that you had saved up? Like, how did you really, I think this is important to a lot of people like that yeah, doesn't, get that started. don't have money. realize that you can without money you can still pursue your dream so i wanted to touch about how like how'd you fund open group therapy like was it investors was it
1: yeah so luckily through helping others open uh trampoline parks and other amusement parks um i got to see over uh, i think my um count on trampoline parks was like 250 by the time i left over and over, some of those, ha, of course, people had accumulated wealth, but over and over, I saw people who either were spending their life savings or had no money at all. Yeah, but just had the will to put this into existence, open up. So it was a great um, example of how that's done, and and what were the steps necessary in order to get to the point of opening up when you're on your own. And so um, I didn't have any money. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple, maybe. $20,000 in my, in my name and wasn't clearly enough to open no. up uh, the facility that we did. <laughs> yeah, dude, um, yeah. or, or the financial prowess to go up for into sure. a bank with a, you know, <laughs> yeah. even with my suit on, you Give know, me a loan. <laughs> 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 I would like a loan for $3 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got 20 grand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so but yeah, so I luckily made a lot of connections through our um, trampoline park industry and I had really, I, So what basically here were the steps is like, I have this idea, but I have no money. Okay. Well, what's the natural next step? Well, let's create a logo. That doesn't cost me any money. I was an art major. I can probably do that. Um, Let's create a logo. Okay. Logo. That's cool. Logo. Everybody loves it. Cool. Let's create a pitch deck, short kind of business plan, sort of that gives an introductory to what the concept is. All right. That's cool. Well, this idea kind of was molded from other examples in our industry through other venues and they have lots of collateral and videos out there on YouTube and on their websites. Why don't I take those, reappropriate them and make a pitch video? So I, I spliced um, this video together of a couple of ax throwing places, a couple of mini-golf places, a couple of bar and restaurants that I thought were cool. Hey, let's put that video together. Now I've got a pitch video of what this place is going to look and feel like. Oh, cool. that's awesome. Um, created a, a little small Wix website on my own. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is gaining some momentum. And I've got this collateral if I can tell others what this idea and concept is. And then um, and then I got some business plans from other people and off the internet of people who've done these before for bars and restaurants and, um, kind of use that as framework and did it for myself. And now, now I have tangible things of what this business is going to be and, uh, have it. And it was all really beautifully designed. I can't tell you how many bankers I showed this business plan to that that's graphically designed. I mean, it's not, yeah not, not, it wasn't necessarily a PowerPoint. It wasn't, it was actually better than a PowerPoint and it wasn't like a white paper. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this was so much fun to read. And I, they go, I wouldn't tell you how many times I've just flipped through this word document. Plain that was so, pain, yeah. this is what so I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, <laughs> you had, you have images and you've got this video and you've got a tangible website I can go to. And that added so much credibility and legitimacy to my idea. They were, they were like, I, Finished reading this, I was convinced you were on your second and third one. You that's know, awesome.
2: that's awesome. Especially coming from no real business background, no restaurant background, no development background, like to build that from scratch, and and that's insane. I mean, well,
0: I think that goes to show you too, like the extra effort you put into stuff, the better results you get. Yeah, like, yeah. I re- I remember one point in business when we only had a year underneath our belt, and we were trying to switch insurance providers for the trucks. And like the different, um, the insurance provider we were trying to go with, they only took you if you had two or three years of lost run records. Um, so they denied me the first time when they denied me, I sent in like my resume, I sent in like, I went all above and then they, they accepted me. And like from that little bit of effort going above and beyond, we saved like 80 grand a year yeah, on wow. truck insurance. Yeah. So it just, it goes to show you like, it's really what you put into it like no is not always the answer exactly you can run through no's left and right like
2: don't take no as like a that's it final destination type thing like yeah and how how do you stand out i mean yeah how
0: do you stand out in a world of you know there's
2: everybody's looking for a loan yeah what can you do differently and then so did you end up getting just a loan from a regular bank
1: yeah i ended up getting an sba loan um but i had to have two other financial partners okay so i did end up um, partnering with others that I had met through our trampoline park industry, because it was going to be essentially their financial background yeah. that helped um, secure the loan. For sure, um, you know, banks they want something to take back if if it doesn't Absolutely. work out, which yeah. you know, okay, it makes it, but this this wasn't going to fail, so you know, whatever. Um, but you know, they um, they came on and we, we got an SBA loan through a bank. You know, one of the challenges that we faced was. We basically got to the altar um, with the bank and had a commitment letter in hand, and all of a sudden, at the very end, they wanted to change the terms. That's insane. I was like, "Wait, no, <sighs> you can't, no this." And so, out of out of spite, you know, basically, because we could have signed, we still we still had the money. They're yeah. we like, "We still want to give it to you, but it, it's going to be higher interest rates. It's going to be different terms." Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, "All right, fine." So. I, I literally went to seven different banks and in two weeks time had four other uh letters of intent, not commitment letters, but letters of intent, and chose the one that gave me the warm and fuzzy feelings that they weren't gonna dump me, you know, on the aisle again. And um and we, we ended up getting one through a local kind of a re- regional local bank, which I think are the best to work with, with yeah. ideas like this. So, yeah. absolutely.
2: Not too big, not too small. Yeah. They can have the money in the, but they don't have like the crazy restrictions to do it. I yeah. That's, that's one thing that I've learned too, as far as entrepreneurship goes, stop going to those big banks, like Wells Fargo and stuff. Yeah. The first thing they're going to do is ask you how much money you have liquid. And if you yeah. don't have like 25,000, they're going to yeah. tell you to keep, keep walking, you know?
0: Absolutely. And they are a lot more structured, like systematized with process. Like they have to follow certain things. Yeah.
2: Find like a perfect size.
0: Yeah. yeah, operation for your, for
2: you. Is that's really important. Point. I don't yeah. think realize, people, people realize, realize that build a relationship.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what it took. I mean, we, we tried some of the big name banks and they are, their, their portfolio is just so risk adverse, yeah. you know, unless you're yeah. a national brand or a certain, um, type of industry that they feel comfortable with, but restaurant bar, you know, like, like what we've said is just yeah, they riskier, know, to yeah, them.
2: Chance, most likely, that's not going to make it. But especially something that's a new concept, not hasn't been proven yet. Right. You don't have the track record. Yeah. So it's a lot for them to, you know, risk if they did do it. But it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome that somebody actually saw that faith in you too to make it happen. And and what you've done so far with it. it's been pretty incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like y'all are kind of like the first in y'all's category in the area. Now that group therapy is open, I start seeing other places open. Around the area that may not be similar or may not be like the same exact same, but is very similar. Uh, and I don't want to like name off names, but I've seen them like pop up here and there. Um, all kinds of like new stuff, like even just like social lounge, like BYOB social lounge mm-hmm. and like game centers and stuff like that. Have you yeah. had
1: any issues with that? Um, no. And we encourage the competition. And honestly, early on, I took the approach of why would I, why would I be this person's enemy? Yeah. Yeah. Like that just isn't a good way of doing it. It's a distraction for sure. It's such a distraction to focus your attention on being mad at somebody else or whatever. Um, and so this other person who's opened something similar in, in Greenville, man, we've, we've hung out together. We, yeah. we actually met up at a bar and restaurant trade show and went to Top Golf together and cool. we shared ideas because we understand that the, the benefit of sharing ideas and um, being able to uh, play off each other's strengths, you know, and learn from each other is a much better value to both of us than um just being at odds and, and being enemies and yeah, spending absolutely. marketing dollars to fight each other and yeah, yeah, for sure and it'd be such a distraction to the ultimate goal that I want to see which is to continue to grow um and so uh they've i they've op- just opened and had quite a bit of success and I'm so happy for them and um and too there's it's just a big enough market i had to really at first it was a gut check, like, oh my gosh, you know, but it, Greenville is such a big market that Absolutely. there's enough mm-hmm. to go around. And That's, it's only going to
0: keep growing.
1: Only going to keep growing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So not that I'm, I'm aware of it, but I it would be a waste of time and energy to be af- afraid of it. Smart. I just welcome it and, you know, partner up and just absolutely be friends. Well, I know?
2: think it's beneficial too, to have that little bit of competition because it'll keep driving you to do better and make the system better, make the the experience better for the clients it and helps. work on costs, it, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It helps set standards yeah. like to expectations. Like, you know, if you've got somebody, you've got a good competition out there that helps you set your standards. Mm-hmm. Right. And keep motivates you to, That'd no, be a little bit better for the consumer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
2: Cool. Seeing seen that's pretty tough. And like, I in in the Myrtle Beach area, like all the restaurants were known for like not doing anything extravagant because they didn't have to because it was the only place that would serve that type of food. So no matter what, you'd have to go there. Yeah. So you didn't have to do anything extravagant. You just sold the food. and yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you're like in an old Denny's or something <laughs> like that. And they didn't change anything. Like, mm-hmm. and then they just put a menu on the the table, and that's it. It's so-
1: like quickest way to be complacent and to lose, yeah, lose track of what, what's going to be important and, and how to continue to make sure your guests have a unique, different experience when they come yeah, in. Yeah, sure.
2: sure. Sweet. Well, let's hit you with some hot seat questions. Let's do it. Um, for starters, I would say the only thing that I saw that was negative reviews on you would be your costs. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that right now?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not cheap. Um, but from the beginning, we knew we wanted to offer a premium product. Um, and we, we do that, you know, our, our, the experience, some of those same reviews I see, we had a great time, but it was a little expensive yeah. and those, I don't necessarily live sleep, uh, lose sleep at night. You know, I want to be cognizant of that. And, um, but our customer experience, our guest experience has to match, absolutely you know, um, if the review said, Service was horrible. The mini golf was lame. Um, axe thro- throwing couldn't even get an axe to stick, and and the and it was so expensive. That's the ones that would kind of eat me up. And yeah. and I do I do want everyone to enjoy group therapy. And so um, our other kind of side of that is um, having a great guest experience to match our, our cost, but also with a, a little bit of a higher cost, we can do more marketing promotions and specials, right? You know, which helps drive in business. Absolutely. Um, Sure. In just a short time, we've learned offering a buy one, get one half off or uh, family uh, summer fun days where kids eat free with the purchase of kids mini golf really helps drive sales. And so we can keep our price a little bit higher, but offer a special discount on top of that to increase people coming in.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cost is relative anyway. So, you know, being, yeah. If you can't afford it. You can't afford it.
1: Well, <laughs> we as long as we are matching it with a value to our guests, we're, you know, we've, we know that we're going to get those reviews from time to time. But, um, but yeah. So
0: tell me about the worst customer situation you've had. You're new in restaurant service. Mm. I know
1: for a fact you get some Karens here and there. Yeah
0: i know it tell me about your worst one
1: we just had we had a guy sitting at the bar and uh, it's so funny i think people see me as being so young they don't expect me to be the owner yeah so they'll walk by or i'll walk by and they saw me in a nicer kind of polo shirt rather yeah. than a hoodie or shirt like everybody else and they said hey um do you, are you the bar manager or can i speak to the bar manager and like it's we have 400 people in our building right now and it's yeah. loud with karaoke and uh there are probably a hundred people lined up at that bar. And I said, um, well, no, but I, I'm the owner. And he was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, well, I've had a, you know, I've had a freaking wait for, you know, an hour for a drink and this, that, and the other. And, um, this is ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him and said, man, it's, it is new <laughs> year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> and, and my, my patience was thin. I mean, yeah. it's hec- hectic yeah, around yeah. there and Absolutely. you you're trying to do everything all at one time. And but you want to give that attention. Sure. I just was definitely taken aback from what, what I kind of thought was a really stupid question, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, man, it's new year's Eve. And these bartenders have, w- have been working a double today to, r- to try to provide you a great guest experience. And, you know, there are going to be times we fall short. I just hope that you can show grace on a nightlight tonight.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, not it's not like not a, like a Tuesday. Was, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's new year's Eve, man. Yeah. Come
2: oh, on. Gosh. Um, Um, so mainly the one thing I was going to ask is you've got the, the particular, um, attractions say with the mini golf and stuff like that. Is there a point that you think that those might get phased out and you would have to change that because maybe the locals or something are just constantly coming in. They've seen it. They don't want to come back because they've played that mini golf round or whatever. Like you think you might have to change that up a bit?
1: Yeah, we hope so. We hope we do. Um, that's always been the intent. Um, whether we stuck with one location or grew it to more, you know, if we grow to more, what makes this really a fun opportunity is we could take the mini golf course from Greenville and put it into the second location oh. and do a completely new one in Greenville. Love oh, that's that. Smart. Yeah, I could that? reuse That's
2: cool. Yeah, um, I'm glad that you thought about that beforehand too. Yeah, it's cool. really
0: good thought. Yeah. So with these new locations coming up, are they you planning on like being corporate offices, franchises, license? What? What? Like, I don't know. The restaurant or entertainment area, but what what's your plan for those?
1: Yeah, the goal would be to continue to open uh, own, owned and operated stores. Yeah, uh, I guess O and O. Yep, uh, kind of short. Under
2: one corporation.
1: <laughs> yeah, under one corporation, and once we grow that to four or five locations, I will have wanted during that time of opening those to be working on getting it ready to release for franchise. Absolutely. You know, I I know too many people from the trampoline park industry and have, have those connections who who also know people um, who would want to franchise, who know me, who would want to franchise something like this. They're, they understand the market well from an entertainment component um, who would want to do something like this and who have the means to do something like this and honestly have the means to do this because of me, because I helped them build out their trampoline park. So I've already been approached by people who have been in my circles about franchising. And so I hope there is an opportunity to do that in the future. But I think it's wise to start with several own and operated, do the proof of concept for sure. Get, the best markets, you know, yep. myself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, make sure those financials look good. Absolutely. And, and then you can really start busting it out for other people around the, around the country. For sure. Um, but there won't ever be a time where we aren't focused on opening up our own locations because that's where a lot of the money is, but opening them up for others is definitely something on, on our plan for growth. Um, and, uh, yeah. Awesome.
2: Thank you to have any other different concepts. Like, uh, would it just be this type of social lounge or you think like escape rooms or something, anything like just entertainment in general?
1: One thousand percent, yes. In Gre- in Greenville, we have 19,000 square feet. But man, there's a model to do a group therapy in 15,000 square feet or maybe 30,000 square feet. You know what I would really want to bring back? What's that? Skating rinks. Yes. You know, I, how old are you? Uh, 30. 30? I went to the skating rink when I was young. Yeah, Yeah, they were cool when I was younger. My kids still Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All my birthday parties, I'm 34, so all my kid birthday parties were at a skating rink. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I hate we're <laughs> we're now that age where we would want to go do that again and maybe take our own kids there. I like can't find that. it. Yeah. Yeah, you
0: really, really can, can, but they're outdated.
1: They're outdated. Yeah. yeah.
0: They still got the same carpet they have when I was in yeah. it twenty <laughs> yeah. years ago.
1: And I'm yeah. like, Yeah. What? That, and they have that smell, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like like dirty an old bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you could so, spice that up a little bit, I think that'd be a major hit. It,
1: yeah. Could you imagine like a Top golf lounge style seating along the side where you're you've got service with a staff and you've got um the the skating rink out there but then during off peak times that could be converted into something else you could do uh cornhole tournaments and um, i've seen
2: that and they did it with a bowling alley in in myrtle beach it was called 710 they just like retrofitted it all and brought it up to date it's like social lounge video games they had like uh, cornhole darts but it was like uh, an event you know and oh, yeah. then they built it a little bit bigger and it's done nothing but take off i mean yeah. it's, it's crazy how those things are so outdated and never been brought up to the new age and then once right. they are it's like well people still enjoy bowling and, yeah. and still enjoy ice skating so let's make it uh legitimate again you yeah
1: absolutely if you can if you can create that brand that represents your guest and it's something that they want to go do instead it's You've still got Skateland USA that is dated back in the 70s. Well, you, yeah. you're out of touch of your, your market yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I kind of want to pair, like, for Greenville folks, imagine pairing Bond-style nightclub atmosphere with a skating rink. Like, how freaking outside. cool would that? A yeah. rave skating rink, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it would be popular. Especially so, now, I
2: think so, too. Like a TikTok oh, awesome. lounge. You can do your <laughs> dances uh-huh. <in> over there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so you got any cool events coming up at Group Therapy?
1: Uh, we're going to do the anti Valentine's Day party. Okay. You know,
0: no love allowed. No love allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No couples allowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, we thought about doing Axe Your Ex you <laughs> know, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. As sweet. part of that. Um, Put a picture of your ex up on Yeah. There. I'm still working through that. I mean, <laughs> we are group therapy when we want to be inclusive and certainly not promoting that, but it's quite cheeky, quite fun. No I love. Um, it. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. And so for that, we're going to we've had some conversations with the upstate upstate um uh shoot i've lost their name but the 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 group that puts on in the upstate puts on salsa at sunset so bring in salsa dancing for the anti-valentine's day party run a special on games and drinks and stuff like that and bring people out salsa dance and have fun inside and um we're we want to do one big party a quarter so we think that'll be for, and, and it not be your typical ones. Yeah. Uh, so we think Valentine's day, um, probably Christmas in July. Yeah. Uh, and then our, our Halloween party and then the new year's will be our four core events and then monthly we'll do maybe smaller programming. That's, and awesome. Like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So if people are trying to keep track of these events,
0: um, where's the best place to find them? Is it? Through the Facebook, social media, website? Where, where do people figure out more about group therapy?
1: Well, if you're on our subscription list. And you, you know about us. You know about <laughs> Um Yeah, if you've been to group therapy, you, you've you you know gotten on our subscription list somehow one way or the other. So we, we do a lot of posts on social media about our events. And that's where you can learn a lot about what's coming up. Uh, and then closer to the date, we normally send out emails. But our social medias are at grouptherapy.fun. Um, that's our website, group We're not a.com. We're a.fun. That's Ooh, awesome. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. noticed that and I thought it was so badass. Yeah, Smart.
2: Yeah. I usually like to ask two questions before we finish. One being, um, what's a, what's a business related book
1: that's resonated with
2: you that kind of, you would recommend to somebody to read this year?
1: Um, I would say, uh, dare to lead by Brene Brown. Okay. Um, yeah. Brene Brown is a shame researcher. Um, and she really puts, language to the feelings that you have that maybe keep you from being able to be a good leader on your team, but then other practical ways of how, um, you can lead with vulnerability. So she talks a lot about vulnerability in her books and how, um, basically being vulnerable doesn't have to be a weakness. It can really help you relate to your team and, and become a better leader, um, by share, having a shared experience with other staff yeah. and cool. um, sh- having them see that side of you. Cool.
2: Awesome. Uh, the last question i like to ask is, um, what's a quote that sits with you, something mm-hmm. that you, comes to the top of your head?
1: The first one that comes to mind um, is the man in the arena. Um, I'll summarize it rather than looking it up. Uh, it was by Teddy Roosevelt. Um, th- he gave a speech, and I think they've called it the man in the arena speech. Basically, it's, it's not about the guys up in the nosebleed sections who are yelling at you. It's it's you who uh, are down in the arena, you know, fighting. You know, the, if you've seen the movie Gladiator or something, yeah. you're you're the one with dust and mar and blood and sweat and tears on your yeah. face in the arena. Those guys in the cheap seats are gonna yell the loudest. They're gonna sure. they're gonna be the ones that criticize you the most, but. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They don't. They don't mean anything. It's it's you. And even if you do fail, at least you were the one in that's the right. arena doing the work. You know. And so that resonated a lot in when I was opening this business because, of course, I had all the fears that come with being an entrepreneur and opening up your own business on whether this is going to be successful or not. And um, but that's what really kept me going is to know even if I do, you know what, I took the chance because at some point the risk of not doing anything at all becomes greater than the risk of doing it. Right,
2: yeah. Absolutely, man. Awesome. That was beautiful. Yeah, well, it was. perfect. Awesome, man. Yeah.
0: Well, appreciate you coming out. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming out, yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Love yeah. doing it.
2: Happy New Year. Hopefully everything works out and we can, uh, I got to get in there. I've never been to group therapy, <laughs> yeah. so I've got to make sure we go check it out. It's fine, man. For we sure. have to go. Yeah.
0: We'll go, we'll do a double date.
2: Here. Sounds good. Well, yeah. thanks for coming out, man. Nice meeting you and I and, uh, appreciate listening to your story. Yeah, of course. Thanks
0: my man. <laughs>